0: Iceman cometh Please vessel. Show some mercy. Mercy? I'm afraid that my condition has left me cold to your please of mercy. No!
1: And welcome to a condensed episode of Draw Lose or Draw this week, as we were without a game, as our game against Clyde was postponed due to a frozen pitch. So joining me this week is just David Forrest. David, hello, how are you?
2: Hello, Um, it's currently 25 past 3 on a Saturday and I'm sitting recording this, so, uh, you know, not the best, but you know, um, I'd rather be watching a game,
1: but it is what it is, isn't it? To, to be honest, I'm having a nicer time than I have done for most Saturdays <laughs> for the last few months. So that's pretty
2: true, complain.
1: actually. <laughs> yes. Um, so the game was postponed this morning with a frozen pitch. I know it's sort of split opinion if that's a good thing or a bad thing for us. What do you make of it?
2: Um, To be honest, I would have probably preferred us to play it today just because... I think it, for me it boils down to what is going to be more likely us having a full squad of fit players by the end of the season or Clyde not being terrible by the end of the season and on balance I think it's more likely that Clyde are going to have an upturn in form than us getting all our players back so I probably prefer to play them when they are sort of at their lowest ebb so to speak um and and maybe beat them uh at that point but yeah it's you know it's academic it is. there was nothing they could do about it so
1: I think I'm the opposite for you I don't know if I'm just fatigued with what we've watched in recent weeks obviously we've not scored the last couple of weeks but I was quite happy when it was called off and I think as you said Clyde haven't been great at the moment but we never seem to really capitalize when we play teams that are form and I think with Graham injured and um, Ruddon suspended obviously we'll still have a suspension for a game I'm not sure if Ruddon's suspension will hold off until the next time we play Clyde or it will just automatically be the next game I'm not sure how that works but you've got to assume we'll have an available striker when this game is rearranged and hopefully have an available striker by the time we next play which is the Scottish Cup against Cowdenbeath so I'm quite relieved it was called off to be honest I don't think it was a great time for us or them to play them but I think by the time we have a fit striker obviously it didn't go to plan last time against Clyde but you'd hope we're in a position where we can beat them
2: it's one of those games that I do very much misses, um, you know, being at the ground, the the, the Clyde game, because I think a Glasgow derby, I know I know they're uh, you not know, coming all now, but a Glasgow derby against Clyde in a sort of wintery day it would have been a it would have been a, a very sort of rough and tumble affair. I think you would have, you know, it would be a bit of a, a brutal game, but then again, it would also probably be really freezing and we'd probably get beat. <laughs> so maybe I is for the best.
1: Um, there's not too much else to cover, David. Obviously, in the last week, Zach Burns donated some money to the Thistle, the Thistle Trust, after his red card um, last week. Which is obviously a good gesture. Javentin, you, you want to say about on that? A great gesture.
2: Definitely, yeah. I think as well, you know, we always, you know, anyone who's played football, manager knows, you know, about like the idea of you know people getting fined and stuff like that for. Uh, you know red cards and yellow cards and stuff like that and just you know disorderly conduct and stuff like that is you know obviously it's something that goes on and doesn't really get spoken about but it was really nice to see them well him donating to the the club as uh, to the the club trust as well uh, obviously they've done a lot over the the summer and stuff like that and they've done really really well um, and it's really good to see him you know putting his hand in his pocket and you know, admitting his liability and admitting it was a stupid thing to do which i think everyone now that we, we kind of heard what you know an idea of what he said I think you can kind of see it was a very stupid thing for him to do and i think it shows a bit of growth he's and shown that he knows it was a stupid thing to do and he's accepting responsibility and he's shown an urge to move on and improve himself so it doesn't happen again and making a donation to charity is a great a great wee way of doing that so no uh, hats off to zach Rodden for that
1: Absolutely, I think obviously we'd all prefer that he didn't get sent off and didn't have to make the donation but I think it's another example of the, the good work the club's done off the pitch in the last few months, I think we, we've we spoken about it before that we've been really impressed with everything that's gone on off the pitch recently and it's just another example and I know the, the expression, actions speak louder than words and I think in Rodden's case last week his words spoke louder than his actions but it's a, it's a good gesture and um, it, it takes the heat off him a wee bit because I think he, w- he was criticised. A lot of people are saying, oh, he's an idiot, oh, he's a bit immature. But it does show a maturity, and hopefully now we'll not see anything like that again from him. Up next, David Forrest spoke to Murray Hughes to give the lowdown on Saturday's opponents, Cowden Beef, in the Scottish
2: Cup. So now I'm joined by Cowden Beef fan Murray Hughes um, to talk about our opponents this Saturday in the Scottish Cup. Um, Murray, how are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you?
2: I'm not too bad, not too bad. Looking forward to the Scottish Cup tie. Uh, I don't know if everyone is saying that, but yeah, we'll, we'll just get straight into it. Counting beef, obviously, their recent form. How how do you think the season's panned out for them so far?
3: To be honest, uh, it's been pretty much as expected. Um, we've done the bare minimum to keep ourselves just about away from from the trapdoor, but we're still in, obviously in with a bit of danger. Yeah. Um, performances themselves haven't been great, we're quite a stuffy side, um, and if we can see then the chances of us getting in from the game is next to nil, um, I think that's, that's backed up by fire goals for um, this season. So, um, content, but looking over our shoulder, all it takes is a couple of seconds for breaking and Albion Rovers, and you're terrified of that, that uh, bottom spot because we've seen recently the, the investment below the league, it's just not a place that anybody wants to, wants to finish
2: In terms of like your key players, is there anybody you would kind of um, point out as being sort of key to the kind of be squad at the time anyone you think that is sort of talismanic and, or either bringing the goals or you know shoring up the defence anybody you would kind of spotlight
3: Yeah, I mean I think he, he does a bit of uh, he does a bit of both, it would be uh, Craig, uh, Craig Barr for us um, he's the captain, he shores the defence together, he sometimes pops up in the midfield for us. And he also he's also scored a few goals for us this season. He he really is the most important player for us. Um we try and we try and um set ourselves up to be difficult to beat. Um a strong base at the back and he, he really is a linchpin for that as well as as well as his presence in the opposition box when attacking attacking balls because he's such a big, strong, powerful powerful guy. So he he's he's a standout and um, for us uh, for us to be successful, particularly on Saturday, he's got to be at the top of his game um and lead by example and, and bring on um the, the players around them
2: In terms of obviously with the COVID restrictions and stuff like that, obviously the day we're recording this, we're going into a full lockdown again. How how couldn't we cope with that in terms of um you know training and uh you know people being out and stuff like that Obviously, it's, it's tough for every club. It's, it's tough for ourselves, even though we're a full-time team. Um, how how can we coped with that and the sort of extra injuries that every club seems to have at this point?
3: Yeah, we've we've really struggled with that. Um, looking at our bench every single week, it's just just littered with kids that have got between one and two appearances between them maximum. So we're looking to make changes, it's just not there. And um, a lot of players out throughout the season, we've uh, we had a few COVID uh, instances and, uh, and a lot of injuries. And um, I think most of the people I've spoken with in the COVID mentioned from having that long period out to then go back into competitive um, football and training environment. I've seen a lot more muscle injuries than we would expect just to do, just purely because of that long period that we'd never normally see, then go back into into high intensity stuff. And um, so that's how they, I think, I am not saying that obviously we're not the only club that, that would be affected. Um, but it certainly had a knock on impact and we're run with such a small squad as it is. And if we lose one or two, we're, we're just in, we're in so much, so much trouble because we've just not got the depth there. Um, and another prime example is we've, um, week to week, we, we're bringing in a goalkeeper on seven day one 7-day-1, various different, first we've had Hogarth and um, Various others from from top flight, boy, from Ross County, etc. So I'm not even sure who's going to be between the sticks for us on Saturday, and so that must be that must be difficult for for the whole squad as well when when you're changing the goalkeeper and um, just about every week.
2: Geez, oh yeah, um, that that will be a fun game to play in like five years. Can you name every keeper that played for KennaBase <laughs> that season? I know Is that a that's a good quiz question there.
3: I think we've had four starting competitive games so far. Um,
2: Jesus, man.
3: Yeah, far, far from ideal.
2: Good stuff. And it, obviously, this is um, Scottish Cup as opposed to league action. Is what do what are the fans thoughts in the cup do you have do you have any expectations i mean i'm not expecting you to go i think we'll, we'll stop celtic from winning <laughs> um like a fifth cup in a row or anything like that, but is there any sort of expectations is it just a free hit what in,
3: in, in a word no um and certainly my time uh, my 20-odd years uh, sporting the club we've always had abysmal um scottish cup runs for league cup as well we've just never been a, a good cup side i can't really think of us Ever shocking anybody ever beating a team from perhaps a division above, but certainly not two divisions above. Um, so I can't think of us putting a full time team team, potentially we're in the championship, but we're just not a team that, <laughs> that ever goes and goes su- and surprises uh, or 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 upsets. So our expectations will be very low. And um, on paper, it's a pretty poor draw for us, particularly the fans not being allowed to attend because it's one that will likely lose without getting humped. There's obviously not going to be fans at the game, so you've not got the, the enjoyment of a lady in the centre of Glasgow. And all in all, we've played this quite a bit over the past the past few years have have been in the divisions, etc. So mm. I can't imagine many fans are are jumping for joy with this one, but it's it's winnable. It'd be a shot, but we, we could sneak it. We won't, but we
2: could. I I do feel a bit uh, for yourselves because it would have probably been you'd have probably got a bit of money from it. I mean, you know, like two or three thousand uh, going is you know a, a bit bigger than what you'd usually expect from yeah. week two, and you know having the, the gate as well, um, you know having half of that is you know would have been a, a good boost, which is a bit of a shame. Um, I don't even know how it works with streams for the cup. I don't even know if they bother to try and figure that out, but um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame, like. I think for ourselves, it was kind of... I kind of view it as the perfect tie in the sense that it's not Morton or Ayr. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a championship team. It's also not like Keefe or Spartans or some basically a non-league team that will absolutely banana skin you. It's kind of in that comfortable zone where they're worse than us, but they're not that worse than us that will probably beat us. But similarly they're not better than us so we should hopefully win it i mean i, I don't think it was the most exciting tie I, I would have liked it if it was away, to be honest and we could have went if if we could have went i'd have much preferred it to be away but i know obviously that will be the same for you whereby you know you would enjoy I, I think it's always a a good wee tie for for clubs you know when you get the away date at the west end of glasgow it's not like you're going to mefil or anything like that do you know what i mean
3: and, oh, definitely definitely
2: yeah. Um. So no, I, I, no, I do empathise with that. Um. It's, it's a bit of a shame. But again, I think it's kind of like we, we'd like this to just be the, the gate, the, the pub quiz trivia. Who did we first beat when we won the Scottish Cup in 2021? <laughs> uh. You know, a, a routine three 0 <laughs> That would be. That's the ideal. Yeah. Sort of tie for that. If you, he, put us out, I'll be, uh, I'll be rooting for that to
3: happen. So. Uh...
2: <laughs> exactly, then you can see oh, we would have won it if it wasn't <laughs> for Thistle yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you obviously mentioned about how we played Thistle quite, quite a bit over the years I mean, there was obviously the famous one where you we had the postponed game about 18,000 times and played it six times in the league yeah. and uh, you played us quite a bit in Nolan Cup games and stuff like that I, t- I take it the, the enthusiasm will have waned for a game against Fissle, or?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'd say so one of my earliest away cup memories actually through, it was the challenge cup game, through Fruit um, Hill and Slippers and the scored for Park Party Thistle that day, so it was quite exciting back then, um, when, when we hadn't been playing too much at all, um, first time going through to Fur Hill for myself, but I've been through quite a few times in, in various games, as as will the rest of the support so I don't know obviously we're not attending, but yeah, I can't, it's not one that's going to get away the appetite.
2: And um, you can be as negative as you like uh, with this one, but can I get a prediction from you for a scoreline on Saturday?
3: <sighs> well, looking at our, our League Cup results against um, teams from division above, it's 1-0 Hearts, 2-0, 5-0, 0-0 uh, I think it was. So there'll certainly be a nil in the away score um quality. Um, I think two uh, comfortable two nil with the second coming late on is pretty much pretty much nailed on. I'm afraid um, we could try and grind out a nil nil. I believe he's got extra time etc. But
2: yeah, um, I think
3: yeah, it doesn't nailed on a two 0 home win. I'm afraid
2: we just talk about how we never score more than three goals. And um, we'd like it to, to come to an end. This seems like a perfect game to do it. It will be 1-0, maybe 2. I don't, I don't see it as absolutely tan in a team. You mentioned, obviously, that they're very stodgy and hard to play against. We've struggled to kind of cope with that in the league ourselves in terms of breaking down teams and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think we will comfortably win it one or 2-0, but it's not going to be anything more than that, I don't think. But um, but thanks again, money uh, for coming on. Um, and good luck for the rest of the season after Saturday. Absolutely.
3: Uh, and, yeah, We're both being pretty pessimistic about the game, so it's going to be three all. Uh, count on so
1: There you go.
2: A nice wee five six. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. But, um, no, but thanks again.
1: During our Twelve Days of Archery series, we've included a lot of David's chats with James Kearney. But here are the other bits that didn't quite make
0: it. You know the the playoff against Livy, the second leg. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: I remember quite a funny story about that. So I was on holiday at the time. I was in um, Paris with my girlfriend. But at that time, I was like, No, I don't care if my holiday. I don't care what we're doing. I don't care what plans, what romantic things we're we'll off to go do. I am watching this game. And I think when I find a place to watch it, and she's like, right, but you're in Paris, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> so I, I found, I, I started Googling this, like, Scottish pubs in Paris and started phoning them all. just one at a time, it's been like, you showing the game, like, no, okay, fine, no, no, no. And I eventually found one guy and he was like, oh, is that on telly? And I was like, ah, it's on BT Sport 4 or, you know, whatever it was. There's was, you know, some other game on that maybe, you know, would normally get shown. Aye. And I was like, look, Van here, like, please, can you put this game on? Like, I'll, I'll come, you know, I'll give you money if you want, I'll, you know. I'll spend loads of money just to make yeah. sure that you're, you're getting your mind's worth but like can you please just have this game on he's like eh sure no problem no problem. so then you know also watching the game you know watching through my fingers so tense nervous and unhappy and then I remember it was right before half time thinking like ah oh, John we're doing okay I'll run up to the bar and get a pint and obviously I'm the only guy watching it in this whole this whole bar in the middle of Paris like no one else has bothered their arse at all so there's no reaction when goals happen there's no people you know reacting to no, the telly, okay. cheering, clapping, going, ooh. And so I like, yeah, I've got a fight. I was like, ah, brilliant. Sat back down, looked up, and he's like, oh, no, it's 1-0, Levy. Because, I obviously, they've won the, like, won the <laughs> first leg as well. So are, did you draw the first? No, they won the first leg, like, didn't they? Yeah, so, they, 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 they won one Yeah, so yeah, I was just like, ah, God, that's that. Then. So then I just sat for, like, my girlfriend's like, well, I'm not watching this with you because you're just getting angry because I was shouting at the telly. So, like, <laughs> she went away, and, you know, went for a wander, and I was just sat there in this pub in Paris, just, like, steadily getting. Really drunk during the second half as I realised what was going on, and then being said, obviously game finishes, that's it, we're done, we're done, blah blah blah, and then having to shake myself out of that funk in about 15 minutes because I had some you know grand romantic dinner going out going out for that night. <laughs> I don't know, time, I'm thinking in the back of my head, it's like God, oh, I hope we keep Stevie, I hope he doesn't, eat. you know, <laughs> Ryan Edwards goes, you know, like you're <laughs> like doing the calculations <laughs> in your head, like, What's he on? Like, like He's probably on about that. So, like, if we lost him, then him. We could probably keep him. Yeah, this just, like, just one of those days where I was just like completely distracted. Although, but I, I, I was proud of myself. and I used to track down a place to watch it. I, after the first two phone calls, I was like, because uh, I found a few Scottish pubs and they were showing Scottish games, but they wouldn't show that one. I was like, uh, this isn't looking good. But I got there in the end. And... Yeah, it was a, not, not the best way to spend the holiday, but at least I got to watch it.
2: Yeah, because I remember that game was the one where uh, I, it was a proper... Like, I'd never really considered relegation before, you know what I mean, again, because I was a glory hunter and just thought, this team's amazing, you know, man. We're just, like, never going to lose the Premier League. And um, never really considered it. And even going in the playoff, I think everybody was really confident. And um, I, I remember I was like after we lost the first game the confidence had really drained and i went to my wife and i was like i, I don't want to go like I, I i don't want to like i know i know what's coming do you know mm-hmm. you're walking into something you know what's happening and i was like but i need to be there because I, you know like i need to support them they need the support of everybody like that to the point where i went and i met a friend i i just i i really did my heavy metal and my punk and stuff like that's so how i got a lot of hardcore gigs and, all that, and i was a guy who i knew for hardcore gigs and all that and i hadn't seen in like seven years maybe like six or seven years mm-hmm. like it'd been a long long time since i seen him and i just sat down and he was sitting next to me and i didn't even know he liked football <laughs> And i just and i was like what the fuck oh i live above the woody and um like oh, I, I live above the woody and i go to games quite a lot i've been going for about two three seasons and i'm like however i, how I miss you completely but like you know that way where you just get somebody you've not seen in ages and you're like mm. you're kind of catching up but you also have that sort of shared you've got somebody there to kind of revel in the misery with if you know. What yeah, I, mean. yeah um, exactly. I, I remember like it was a sunday and i usually go to see my dad on a sunday obviously before all this lockdown mm. stuff happened but i'd go see my dad on a sunday and i was like right I'll go Farhill. He lives in, in Knightswood, so I can get a bus to uh, like to, Mary, uh, to Knightswood from Mayhill or whatever. I'll do that, and um, i was told him after the game. And then like after the game finished, I just phoned him and said, "Dad, I'm I'm not coming to see you today. I'm just going to go to the pub and get pissed." <laughs> I, I don't why I do this. He's like fair enough yeah but I, I kind of like the fact that i met an old friend that i've not seen and it was just kind of like you know they just popped up when i needed somebody and it was just kind of nice and we ended up going to get quite a lot of games together afterwards at a wee yeah. and all that but um, I, it was just so weird that uh, but no the only time i've ever got close to sort of something like yourself i remember when i went to i went to japan last year but oh. it was it was it was a week of the Dolan testimonial oh, so and i know is it like, right this is the, the holiday of a lifetime i have to miss the dylan testimony fair enough so i ended up wearing my my shot shirt around shinjuku that day all around tokyo and that okay, like yeah. wearing my shot but um we played our bro for like the week before i think maybe the friday some of that and um i sat and watched <laughs> the our bro game on bet365 <laughs> And uh, Japan is eight hours ahead, so it started at like 3 a.m. Oh, no. I was like, man, I said to my wife in the the hotel, and I was like, I'm going to watch the Fistful game at 3 a.m. And she's like, why? I'm like, I I don't know, right? I just, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm missing them, right? Like, and this is obviously like, she'd been hearing me talk about how bad Gary Caldwell was for ages, and she's like, why do you subject yourself to this? i don't know i'll do it anyway i was like sleep deprived because obviously jet lag and all that and my sleep was yeah, all over the yeah, place yeah. i was dead tired i was like no i'll watch this and then we were chronic and i was like why am i doing this like <laughs> it was just that, that moment when you're just like is this is a low in your physical fandom you're on the, the holiday of a lifetime up at 3am watching a stream of an brof game where you're getting beat. And like your wife's trying to sleep next to you, and you're just getting increasingly sadder and sadder. And she just wakes up. If you make a noise like fuck's sake" or something, she's like, "Just turn it off." And I'm like, "I can't. Why? I love the misery. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. And it's <laughs> just yeah."
0: That's the only time I really remember being abroad and being like, no, no, you know, come on, me, I'm watching that. this game. Like,
2: yeah, but, um, I don't know, because like that was, yeah, that was it, was, it was, a rough time that that playoff, and but yeah, I know, I, I, I was, um. Like, the thing that Archie
0: says about that team, and you know, he's absolutely right. It's the fact that your know, Livy looked like a John Lambie team. You know, uh-huh. like they definitely, you know, on their way up the leagues so and then the way they stayed up and all that. You know they definitely got a touch of the John Lamage about You know everyone's hardworking, well drilled, redid, and you know it's a really strong dress move in terms of like the characters in it, which is something that obviously it's quite difficult to define, but you know it's a thing that we all recognise. And you think you know that they were everything that we weren't, you know, and I think that's that was certainly Archie's perspective of it anyway. Like I think when I spoke to him, he said that his impression was that there were there were some players in the team that just weren't up for the fight. You know, which is the br- which is the brutal reality of it, and I think that that's probably true because when mean, you're those two legs. I mean, if you were the better team in both games, they deserve to go through.
2: Yeah.
0: And you know, they they had that sort of spirit that we we were lacking. You know.
2: i I think that as well. Like a lot of the, a lot of our better players are injured. Uh, my my binding memory of that game like the visual is it pans to Erskine coming off in the second leg, and he's got like a knee injury and is in like visible close to mm, tears pain i remember that but he yeah. played for like an hour and you're like but he'd done it because he obviously he, he knew that he could help the side not get relegated yeah. and you could see it and i was like and you, you think about him and dylan as well because dylan was out for a bit in that season as well and like you look at them or did dylan not have knee surgery afterwards or something like that uh, trying to i think, think, he,
0: he I, think so. yeah, season, I think so i think about
2: and he is, held it off for the season so that he could just get it done in the, like on season preseason break or whatever. But um, and you like these two guys absolutely gave everything.
0: for the but they they were, they were as well. We're, they were the, immediately asked again, the they they immediately said to Archie, "We're staying. You know, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, you know, we don't. we you, know, wage, you know, cut our wages. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But we're we not leaving. Yeah, you know, we're we're happy to stay and help the club try and get back on its feet." Yeah, then, but, uh, I'm, but i i'm really scared man because I, i interviewed him um oh wait, so, like so i've got his phone number now and i'm just terrified that one day i'm going to get steaming and then just end up falling off at four in the morning be like i love you chris he, he,
2: mu- he must get that like uh, ray bradshaw absolutely does that like no no doubt in my mind that if he's steaming out in the pub he'll text him, glad i love you oh um, i definitely will oh yeah like yeah um yeah like because like, you would like it's I think it's really weird to like the sort of reverence that Chris Dolan holds. Obviously, it's like Sozi at Hibbs in the sense that like obviously every club has players that they absolutely adore and like, you know, that they, they love and they're like, oh, I miss him and oh, he was great and all that. I've never met a club that has a player like Dolan outside of maybe like Larson at Celtic or Sozi at Hibbs or something like that, that is just so representative for the club and is universally like lo- like loved by everyone and would take a bullet for him and like i it, he he has a has godlike status for him at far Hill in terms of just everything that he means to us i mean i've I mentioned this before in the pod but i got my scarf signed by him at the george square kitten veiling mm-hmm. and i have it hanging on on my on the hook beside my front door because it means that if there's a fire on my house I can literally just go to the front door and grab it off the hook and leave with it because it's the thing that I'd save, <laughs> and maybe my Far Cup winners medal. Like, those are the two things that I'd maybe keep, like try and save in a fire. It's
0: funny you mention that because I've got a, a signed top from uh, our first season back in the Championship. Um, you know, so initially yeah. under Archie and Caldwell. So it's not exactly a campaign to remember, right? I mean, look at it now; it's got like. You see it, Jack at Hongo. he uh, signatures there. There's Fitzy. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Jack Skoda, probably as well. It's probably in there. I mean, you know, it's like with you know, signatures, you can barely read them. But the one thing, the reason I'm keeping that and I'm not getting rid of that anytime soon is that it's got Squiddy and Dules on it. And it would have been one of the last ones signed because I, I got it yeah. for my birthday in December. And then, obviously, Erskine was away in January and the Do's was away at the end of the season. So it must be one of the last ones signed by them both. And for that reason it's like, well, it's not going anywhere. I'm keeping that, you know. Yeah. So I I I've just remembered as well, actually the, see the home leg of that, or the first the first leg of yeah, that yeah. game. Uh, so I was went for how I think maybe Baguche scored for them and then we equalised. but we I know. actually got busted on sports scene. Like that that was a game that was that was gone tail. Tele- that was televised as well. And there was one point where uh, towards the end of the first half. Who wasn't Sean Clare? Belinda shot over the bar like it's absolutely big honking. Um, mm-hmm. should have scored, but it was absolutely dreadful. And then you know the camera does that thing where after the ball goes out over our bar, it will sort of slowly pan pan in, right? Mm-hmm. right well, it tracks it. So it did that, and then I mean, it decided to sort of stop tracking it. It was a it landed on me, <laughs> a close up of me just like sticking the Vicky up at Sean Clare, just being like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> So then at half time, I went, you know, I was going to the toilet or something. And then uh, I got a text from my pal. He's like, man, I've just seen you. i in the pub watching again. I've just seen you on the telly, man. You got busted in the absolute beast." And I was like, oh, fuck. I was, looking, I was looking at my phone. And I was like, I had messages from work. And I was like, uh-oh, that's probably not very professional. <laughs> Although I do, I've, I've, got, I've got a great picture of it now. And now I'm just waiting for the day that I write something. And then I get, presumably, a Celtic or Rangers fan calling me. I said I took a ranger stand. And then I can just put that out because it's the perfect response. I'm in my thistle top, you know, and I'm just going, fuck off. <laughs> That's like I'm just waiting I for hope. the day. That day will come and it will be a beautiful <laughs> moment when it does.
2: I know, it's gonna be great, but um, I am um... Um, i hope you want you get to interview sean coy at one point because you absolutely have to bring it up <laughs> I, was, I was told you to fuck off in a scottish cup game what is this a picture of me in sports scene oh i i, I love it but anyway, no, I'll, it
0: I'll send it on to you man because like there's like a, <laughs> there's a gleeful like sneering delight in my face you know is that really horrible just like <laughs> <laughs> i am um...
2: I I don't know if I got on the telly. I must have. I once, uh, when we played Celtic, I got put in the, the main stand literally behind ronnie dialer as in like one row behind <laughs> and i spent the whole game going dialer you prick <laughs> <My God. laughs> and um I mu- and it was on the telly i must have at some point with dialer's you know you doing the big ronnie roar there mm. must be a point of me with sticking the Vicky's behind him at some i can't i refuse to believe there's not because it's just a um, you're know, like I've done it the whole game. It's quite funny, but um, <laughs> aye, 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 but it's yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame I, I I actually quite like Ronnie Dillon. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a
0: really um, nice guy.
2: That was really mean. Yeah, so <laughs> like, oh. i like, oh, was just like, no, he seems quite sound I probably shouldn't have never done that. Sure. and again, yeah. this
0: is sorry going off on another tangent, but I once had a coupon. On, um, and it was one of these big ones. You know, it's like you put a pound on, and it's like five hundred to one or whatever. Yeah. And then every single result came in, and the one that let me down was St Johnston beaten Celtic at Parkhead, <laughs> uh, and I was really annoyed. And then that night I was out in Moor, just at the top of Barry's Road. Yeah. And there going be downstairs park, It was like a bar, so I was in there. Yeah. yeah. And I had a few drinks because I was drowning my sorrows after missing out on my money. And then I saw Ronnie Dyla and a bunch <laughs> of his pals, like they were in the pub. Oh, so uh, I I I decided I thought it'd be a good idea. To go up to Ronnie Dial and tell him about how he owes me five hundred pounds because his team had just cost me, he just bust my coop <laughs> I don't think he really understood. Uh, I do remember that day I had a t-shirt that just had a picture of like a whale on it, and one of his pals, his pals were all Norwegian, One of his pals was like, "Oh, are you from Norway?" I was like, what? "Oh man, no, I'm from Scotland." I was like, what do, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "Oh, I just saw because like the, the t-shirt with the whale on it." What? And he was like, "Oh, yeah." I've, I guess
1: just
0: whales
1: are big in Norway. Yeah. Who yeah. knew? Thank you for joining us on a condensed episode of Jollies or Draw. We will make up for the shortness of this episode with a big interview with a famous ex-tesco manager later in the week, so stay tuned for that. As always, stay safe and wear a mask.